right. Thank you for tuning in to Nas's Worth Mentioning, a podcast about nothing that uh, talks about everything. I'm here with my brother for another mother, Juan, JV, not Juan, my brother Juan, that people keep asking me, oh, you do a podcast with your brother? No, it's not my brother, brother. It's my brother from another, well, I guess John John is my brother. You know what? I'm going off here. I'm going <laughs> off here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we haven't even started yet. And my actual brother, Mike. <laughs> Uh, you guys could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with us. So uh, we thank you because, as you can see, uh, we're already spiraling out of control. And we've only been out here a few seconds, not even minutes. So how was your week, gentlemen? How was your week? I know there's a lot of people upset right now because uh, Dogecoin didn't hit a dollar. It actually plummeted during the Elon Musk show. So it's a lot of people <laughs> right now mad they got to go back to work on Monday. <clears throat> Where's it at? Where's it at now? I think it's at like trash, 50 cents. It's in the trash, bro. It's not yeah. in the trash, boy. I mean, it should be. Should be. Listen, you know, I had you know, it when it was less than a cent. So if it's oh, more than a penny. Bro, it's like 52 cents right now. Yeah, so there you go. You have it? Yeah, I still got it. I got 100, 174. I don't have a lot. I have oh, I say, damn. Yeah. yeah, because I was I, I bought one yesterday, right? And that it was just like on a whim. It was the the Shibu or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Shibuino. Huh? Shibuino. Yeah, because I saw that it was like super that's a dog, cheap, bro. But that's because that it's like it's it's the the Doge coin is a meme coin. This is a meme coin from a meme coin, but it was like ridiculously cheap. So I was like, yo, if I buy, this is my mentality, right? If I I have a quarter million dollars to invest in thirty five dollars, and if I lose it. Shit, I lose thirty five dollars on dumbest shit. You know what I mean? Like, let me ask you a question though. Let me ask. You, let me ask you guys a question. Don't this shit make you think when you see that they making meme coins out of meme coin? Like, you don't realize like how Hold on. how ridiculous people yes. see this shit and how much well, of a joke <laughs> this is to them. But well, like, that coin was a joke. Dogecoin was, was a joke. This it was a joke. Cute. Yeah, the Shiba Inu one, I don't know of the joke. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know anything about this coin. I haven't looked into it. I just happened to stumble across it, and I saw it. It was like 0. .00000000001 to buy mm-hmm. one. So I was like, hell with it. You know, what can I Like I said, I, I, spent, I spent more on games that I never play again. You know what I mean? But the thing is, you know what my thing is with this whole thing? The cryptocurrency to begin with, it's kind of a little bit of a suspect idea. You know what oh. I mean? Oh, because the best part about Bitcoin is that nobody knows who created it, okay? <laughs> like, and there's billions of dollars in that, and nobody knows where it came from. You know what I mean? That's like finding something in the desert and then selling it and be like, well, we don't know where this came from, but we're going to sell it and make money on it. And then one day you find out, oh, you're selling everybody little alien eggs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know, Sway. Okay? Now everyone's got alien children. Yeah, you know child. what I mean? So, but the problem with the with Dogecoin <laughs> is that all the other fake money, as we like to call it, funny money, it doesn't, it, it actually has quote-unquote real-world uses. Like, there's protocols in use, and they, they use it for different things. Whereas Dogecoin, there's nothing for it. Like, it's not part of any ecosystem. It's just... They're hoping that it becomes digital currency. They're hoping that people spend money to buy that money to use it to pay things. You know what I mean? Like, that's what the hope is, which I get it. In theory, I could kind of get behind that, right? Because they have, like, a few uh, basketball teams and baseball teams are starting to take Dogecoin as currency. 
The problem with this one is, and this is where I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not an expert, I gotta say that so I don't get sued, right? I mean, it's already bad enough I'm giving shitty marriage advice to people, right? Now I got now I'm giving shitty financial advice. But Yeah, I mean but, at this point, if anybody listens to you, they just <laughs> I don't know. I'm here for purely entertainment purposes only. You know what I mean? Like Mikey's a smart one, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just here for the laughs. But um my problem with the Dogecoin is that one address owns like 30% of them. Like, so if that person decides that it pumps enough and they want to drop, everything's over. Like the market crashes because one person owns, and if and like that's not even bad enough. There's a total of 11 addresses that own 70% of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, for all we know, Elon Musk could own that 30%, and he that's why he's over here pumping it and exciting and getting every everybody to buy into it. And if this thing collapses like really hard, like it could lose money like it did last night. But if this thing completely like blows up and then folds, it'll destroy everything as far as crypto because it, it, everybody's way of into it is, is this because it's so cheap, you know. So if people start, and then the thing is with this, like I said, it's not, it doesn't have a real usage. They're just hoping that it becomes money. So realistically, everybody making money off of it is everybody within that community making money off of each other because you got to see the way last night the amount of live streams of people like excited about elon musk being on snl like it, it was insane you went i went on youtube just for like shakes and giggles and there were so many live streams of people just with a money ticker and just talking and as calming everybody down and it went from 70 cents to 48 cents like it's okay guys <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> no that's that why you don't thing. put your life savings in fake money you know what i mean like yeah, I know only, some people at work, they, yeah. they went in on that shit. They really went in on that. I feel bad for them, especially depending on when they bought it. Like, if you bought it when it was, like, you know, 30 cents or 20 cents, it's not too bad. You're still ahead of the game. But if you bought it at 60, 70 cents and it's at, I don't know what is that now, that sucks, bro. And especially, like, for me, I don't I don't put in any more than, like, I, I'm willing to lose. So, like, if I lose a few hundred dollars, it's not a big deal. <clears> I'm not putting... 10 grand into Dogecoin and then waking up and finding out I got $2,000 because the fuck the price fell off from under it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But not everybody thinks like that. Not everybody's smart enough to invest something that they're not, that they would. Because to me, it's all just gambling at this point. In my head, yeah. the way I see it as my money's in here because I, I got other stuff that I have money in. I've I made, mean, you know, it, 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 I ain't gonna lie. It has been a pretty lucrative investment to invest in this cryptocurrency. But the way I see it in my head is like, well, I'm gonna make money what I can because at some point, someone's gonna realize this ain't real and shut it all down. You know what I mean? So that's my, that's my whole mindset with it. Like I'm going to enjoy it while I can because pretty soon somebody's going to do some dumb shit in this because it's like the wild west. There's no regulations. Everybody's doing whatever yeah. they want. So pretty soon they'll get shut down and changed real quick. So right now while still in the early stages, jump in there, make your money and do what you can when you can because it is, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change soon. It's at 46 cents right now. 46 cents. It was 72 cents when I talked to Mikey uh, well, Friday, late Friday night. And now it's at 40-something cents. Damn. But I'm still ahead of the game. I just feel bad for everybody that dumped all their money in it, hoping to be millionaires. Yeah, I feel bad for them, too. You know, but that's that typical That's that a typical American mindset. Like, yeah, it's like you late to the party, late to the party, and then you all in. And then... Yeah. And the police come and they shut the party down and yeah. you don't get to leave with the souvenir bag. <laughs> you leave you know it in cuffs mean? sometimes too, yo. Yeah. <laughs> it's What's well, the kind dangerous. of thing else, man? Once once people see, you know, somewhere where they could make some gains on, they just uh bleed it till it's dry, man. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you see that in, in every market. And then once it's dry, they move on to the next one. And then eventually this market fills back up and they jump back over. And it's just like a vicious cycle. And that's the thing with this is that with, with this stuff, it's very easy because there every coin, every, you know, player in the has their own community that, that watches and listens to everything they say. So if I had like a mass community of people following me and watching me, and I could be like, oh, you know, the stinky token is going to be big. It's going to be big. And I invested it when it's like peanuts. And then I keep hyping it up to everybody else. Now everybody else invests in it. After I've already invested a large chunk of my money into it. I hyped all of you guys to get into it. The price goes up and now I just take my money out. Like, all right, bet. Now what's the next one I'm pumping? You know what I mean? And Yeah, that's why to me, that that's just crazy, man. Because there's no, like... I don't know what the world no, saying, but Every time I try to think of this stuff, man, it just like hurts my head because like there's <laughs> nothing behind it. Like there's no substance to it. There's no the roots money. to the tree, That's man. What's like, behind it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but what I mean is like it. there's there's no roots in it, man. There's no like you said, you know, they they're getting big because people are talking about them. It's not like they're getting big because they're doing something. Like it's not no, like some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them are are doing legit stuff as far as networks and shit like that, and and being able to transfer funds and like it, it, there is a, it's a very complicated backside to it that I really don't understand. And to be honest, it might not even be true. I might even just be following the same bullshit everyone else is following. But yeah. a lot of these, some of these, the, the ones that are doing really good have actual real world usage in them. That's why they're going for fifty two thousand dollars and. You know, you know, a thousand dollars and you know, six hundred dollars a coin. Whereas, yeah, everyone's here trying to make Dogecoin the next fucking currency, and it's you know. Well, they're trying to make Dogecoin the next Bitcoin. That's I mean, basically what it is. Everybody's trying to chase that Bitcoin price. Yeah. Because Bitcoin started out when it started out, it was pennies too. Even even back when it blew up, it went up to like seven, eight grand, and people were like, oh, it's too late to get in. It's too late to get in. And here we are, you know. Now it's fifty-two thousand dollars a coin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was in the sixties. <clears throat> yeah, and I think it, it goes up, it 60s. comes down, it goes up, it comes down. But yeah. a lot of it too, that everyone's scared about money not being valued because they're printing so much money and they're worried about inflation. So they figure with this, there's, there's more interest, there's more gains. So instead of having, you know, a million dollars, well, not a million, I'm just randomly throwing over. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. You ain't collecting shit. You're actually losing money because that that money, the value of the dollar goes down. So instead of taking that and just letting it sit there, you throw it into Bitcoin or Ethereum where you're going to get back, you know, 100%, you know, within a few weeks. But I don't know. I, I, like I said, it's all new to me. Uh, in my eyes, I'm just getting really lucky with all the money I've been making. <laughs> I'm hoping that, I was hoping that, you know, Dogecoin, you know, lets me go into work on Monday and quit, but Truth of matters, I didn't really invest that much, so it wouldn't have happened anyway if it hit a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to go to lunch. I just, you know, go to lunch. I mean, I still have to go to lunch. Look at you. That's my mind that already. I'm thinking about lunch. <laughs> I haven't even had breakfast. I still have to go to work, but I'd go to work with a little more money in my pocket. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Anyway, enough about, about this funny money. Invincible. Man. Before I get into that, let me explain to you that... Uh, you I've had a headache. I had... No. Now, I had a headache for a week, and uh, I didn't go to work Friday, right? And I stayed in my room with all the lights off, all the shades drawn, because I don't know what the hell was causing my headache, in just complete darkness, doing nothing but watching TV shows and movies. That's it. That's all I did. All I did. I left to take the kids to practice. I came back. I left to give them food. I came back. I thought I did watch a lot of movies. So... 
based on that, I saw Invincible on Amazon Prime. And let me tell you, that show is unbelievable. The fact that we are now at the point where they're getting shows being made of comic books that I'm not even familiar of. Like, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. You know what I mean? Like, growing up, like I've talked about in the past before, I would have never imagined to have some of the shows that, and movies that we have based on, like, Cloak and Dagger. They had a little show for a little bit. I would have never imagined to have a show, but they did. It was like a teenage show. It was still cool, whatever. But now we're at the point where there's comics that, I mean, I think this comic just came out, Invincible, a few years back. I mean, maybe at most like 10 years. And now they already have, you know, a, a show on Amazon. Let me see. I'm going to look this up right now real quick. I'm bad. Hold I was on. already looking it up. You keep talking. I'm looking it up. So, like, now we're at the point where, like, this has become so mainstream that it doesn't even have to be an old show or comic that people know. Like, people are just putting these stories into movies. And this thing was done by Robert Kirkman, the same guy that did Walking Dead. And let me tell you. 2003. So this, this show, what? This, this comic is like 17 years old. I mean, I guess that is kind of old when you think about it. 2003 was like a, a lifetime yeah. ago. But, you know what I mean? But that's where we're at now. Like, like, you know, we relatively new comic book characters are getting their own series. And this show, man, like, I haven't read the comic because, I, I, like I said, this is my first introduction to it. And um, the way that they tell the stories about this character like there's so many levels to the story there's so many different things going on it's such a complex thing like i got up to finish watching it on saturday morning so i have my saturday morning cartoons and my bowl of cereal like i was a kid again it was it was great and uh just watching it it's like you like you forget that you're watching a cartoon because it's it's so serious the character development is so deep and then obviously you know is robert kirkman right he's the guy who smashed glenn's head in with a bat and had his eyeball falling out of it so it's going to be gra- graphic, and there's just, like, heads exploding and body parts being chopped off. It's definitely something I recommend. It has, it has some blood and gore, so it's not really like something to watch with the kids. But it, it's a very, very in-depth story, and uh, I'm looking forward to season two, and I'm looking forward to getting into the comics of it, man. It was it was really impressive. Like, I remember, like, every time you watch something, right, and you think in your head, like, oh, I know it's going to happen. It happens, but nowhere near how you thought it was going to happen. It's like, oh, oh, so that's what, like, when it was done... I was in shock. I was like, I did not know that's what I was signing up for. I was not expecting <laughs> those kind of emotions to be all over the place. That kind of, like, in, like it was just a lot, a lot of stuff going on, man. But in a good way. It was, it was definitely worth it. So, and now I'm on to uh, Jupiter's Legacy, another comic that I'm not familiar with that they that they now have a show on Netflix. That thing looks pretty badass. So, how about you, Mikey? Uh, how was your uh, your date night now? Date night last. Date night was actually really nice, man. It was really nice. The date night was uh, Friday night. Friday night we went out to a uh, like a little craft beer uh, bar, bar I guess like a bar and grill uh, in uh, New Milford. It was nice though, man. It was nice to get away with the missus and have adult conversation and just you know have it be about me and her. Came home and we watched a little stand up comedy together, able to watch something you know mature like without the kids being around. So it was uh, it was a real nice time, man. Got a I, I kind of got a you know find ways to do that more frequently man it was nice see that's where my disconnect went with that conversation this morning i i thought the date night was last night when you were with the uh, guys no, last no, night. No, no. Like, wow. i was like so you guys went on a giant like six way no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I, it was it was, a, it, it was a very uh eventful weekend you know i had a lot going on today and then with today being mother's day you know, we're going over to uh my in-laws for a little bit then going to see mom well in theory today is mom. mother's day 
Like That's whoever's listening to this is Wednesday, which is in the past. Like right now we're talking when you say Mother's Day, like we're talking oh, in yeah, the past yeah, yeah. for the people in the future. It's really you know you know what I mean. It, it was it's Mother's Day today. When you hear this, it's not Mother's Day no more, but it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really hungry. I'm thinking about lunch. I haven't smoked, Same. I haven't eaten. I'm, I'm all over the place here. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. You're so, a mess. Anyway, continue. We were talking about your uh your date night and uh talking uh having a dub conversation. What what stand up did you guys watch? Uh we started with um Pat and Oswald and um He's not as funny as I remember him being. He was a little, a little weird, and didn't really get a lot of laughs out of it. Um, I guess he's older now, so his comedy's a little bit different. I don't think his stand up really... is that. I've, I've seen him before. I don't think he, I think he's funny in like King of Queens, but I don't think he's funny as a stand up comedian. Yeah, no, I saw some of his old stuff, and it was alright. But we ended up um, going to Kevin James, and Kevin James is great. Oh, man. you can never go wrong with Kevin James. Yeah, now very relatable. This, you know things he he says and his delivery was great yeah i definitely like kevin james kevin james is a good one so, that's why i didn't even realize that they, they were out there together in the uh the same show right king of queens you said yeah right yeah, is, yeah isn't I, he... didn't, I didn't even yeah 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 he was yeah i didn't even i didn't even put that together that night yeah i didn't think kevin james does it. i don't think i've seen anything kevin james does it's not funny even him just hanging out with will smith was hysterical like you ever yeah. see that when they did that little cooking even that shit was funny even that was funny what was that uh that that uh, men's group? You said you went out with the, some guys, the dads from the town that uh. Yeah, no, there was um, you know, it's kind of cool in a way because there's a, a group of dads. I mean, it's on the other side of the town. Not that Richfield Park is so big, but it's on the other side of town, and um, their kids are all older than mine, and they they mostly got sons. They all kind of know each other, and I got invited because I did that. Uh, YouTube with Ricardo. Remember the one I did with Ricardo about the dads? Yeah. So from that, I kind of got invited into the group. So in, in a way, I'm kind of like a bit of an outsider, but they don't really treat me like an outsider. You know, they all, you know, hugging and, and, and treat me like I'm one of, you know, like I've been around for years, even though I haven't been. But it was just nice, man, to get around some some grown men, you know, dads and husbands that, and, and what's cool about it, that it wasn't it wasn't like superficial conversations, you know, like we weren't talking about sports or the weather or like we had some deep conversations about, you know, fatherhood and, and being husbands and things people are struggling with and, and how they overcame it. So it was just real nice, too, man. Just you know, like I said, sometimes, you know, getting around and having these mature conversations, man, it's good for the soul, man. Some nice stuff. One thing that I, that I did realize about last night <clears throat> when we were talking um, the one guy has his own business and he has his kids every now and then go and, and work with him. He does construction. His, his sons, I think, are like 11 and 14 or whatever. And um, so I remember I, I told him the story when me and Nick used to volunteer at the nursing home. And uh, I told him that fun. And it's kind of a funny story, right? Because most, most people, when they go to a nursing home, I don't know if you ever heard this one, but most kids in high school when they go yeah. to a nursing home right they, they volunteer and they get put with the uh uh like the events committee i don't know i can't think of the name i couldn't think of it last night either but normally they'll get put with the people who kind of put the balloons around and play with the play with the residents with the, with the residents yeah, you know, talk with them and so me and nick go to orientation and we're in the big like event room and there's some patients there and most of the uh like you know people in charge there and they're giving this whole speech, and me and Nick are listening, and we're all excited. And also, my dad comes in, and we thinking like he's just coming in to say hi. 
he talks with the lady in charge and she comes over. She's like, yeah, you guys got to go with your dad. And I was like, all right, so you're not going to volunteer? She's like, no, no, you are. But your dad said you're volunteering with him. So we were the only high school kids that were volunteering in the maintenance department. And I don't, I don't remember Nick doing it for that long. I remember Nick doing it for a little bit. I could be, I could be wrong. You know, my memory of my childhood is a bit skewed. I mean, like to the point. I mean, I did it for a long time. I think Nick didn't do it as long. He was a little bit older. I think he maybe he got a job. But I remember like putting down tiles with my dad. <laughs> Um, yeah. sand banisters, painting bathrooms. I remember like painting the 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 trimmings on the one floor. Yeah. Like I had, I yo the whole floor. I did the whole floor. <laughs> it's like yo, come on man. Like we watching everybody else that was in that same orientation with us. You know, laughing and clowning with the residents and playing checkers and music and dancing and we always hit like damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, but when I came to uh. To realize last night, and, and I don't know why in all these years it never dawned on me till literally last night, and I was talking about that experience, and I, I could feel myself smiling and kind of beaming. And it was like, you know you know what, Dad did work a lot, um, and we didn't see him a whole hell of a lot, but you know what, in our, in our teenage years, like, he was there. You know what I mean? Like, I never thought about it. Like, it wasn't just that, you know, Dad wanted us to volunteer because he wanted us to volunteer, but I'm like, yo... Like, that was his way of spending time with us, of instilling some of the things he felt was good to put into us. And I never grasped that, literally, until last night. And I'm like, shit, like, you know what? Like, yeah, I was I was working with my dad, but I never thought about, it. like, yo, like, but we, we literally spent almost a whole summer, like, all day together doing shit. You know, it never dawned on me. I'm like, damn, like he, he, you know, without even realizing like a lot of the way I work was probably instilled in me that summer. You know, seeing the way he would take pride in what he did, you know, seeing the way he would interact with the, with the patients and the nurses and, and it's just crazy, man, because sometimes in life, that's how it is. You don't realize things till way later. You know, and, and even when I mean, we used to do the uh, the laundry, my memory used oh, yeah. to do overnight from the laundry department. And same thing, like we would have, you know, I mean, unfortunately, like I said, my memory of my childhood, for whatever reason, I can't remember much of anything. Um, I'm probably going to have dementia when I get older. No joke straight up, I feel like I am because just the way my mind has been. But I remember just, you know, doing folding sheets for hours, you know. And we, we did we that in our 20s. Had, I mean, there was time when we yeah. went down... My dad would work overnight, and uh, he because he would work, he worked during the day maintenance, and then he overnight he'd do laundry. And there'd be times where he had a long day, or whatever. We'd go down, me, Mikey, Carmelo, Eric, and just go down there and fold sheets for him so he could get the hell out of there early. You know what I mean? Like to help him out. Like we were doing that shit for a long time. And I remember doing a lot of it, like just me and him. And even when he worked security, you know, going with him on his, uh, he was a lieutenant, so he would have to do. Um, like inspections every now and then, random inspections. And just thinking back, I'm like, shit, I spent a lot of time with him, man. And for some reason, like, it didn't hit me till last night. I'm like, you know, he, he did what he could, man. And he, like I said, without even realizing it, I probably worked the way I do because of how much I worked with him. And seeing him, you know, no matter what, whether his back was hurting, whether he was sick, no matter what, like, he always gave 100%. 
You know, whether he woke up tired, had a bad day, like, he was always pleasant with everybody. Like, all these things, and it's even now just talking about it. I'm like, yo, how, how, in all these years, I never realized this shit till last night. Yeah. You know, well, like, and you know what I realized now is from you saying that is that you said how, like, like that was his way of, like, hanging out with you and doing stuff. And now that's carried on to you because now you have work to do. You invite me and you think that that's us hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a little spin on that. Apparently, uh, that rubbed off. Rubbed off I, I guess so, man. But, you know, I guess so. That's how it be sometimes. He's like, you want to hang out? Yeah, come by Saturday. We're going to cut a uh, treat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You know, this would have been a we, At least now we, we unpack it. We know where that comes from. Okay, we know where that comes from. Was, man. But, you know, cause it's just, you know, work ain't work, man. You know, work is work is life, really. You know, that's that's yeah, brother. You need to stop that shit right there. Work is work, okay? Nah, man, work work is life. Like, what what else is life? What 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 I woke up up Friday with my my skull felt like it was too small for my brain. I called out of work, I sat on this couch and I watched TV. I left, I took my daughter and niece to practice, went to get food, picked up my niece from practice, came back home. That's life, not working, no work. Very simple. Very okay, easy. so let me let me put it this way, right? So I, I li- and I'm a, I'm a name drop only because um you know I listen to this guy all the time, follow all his stuff, and I don't I don't purchase any of the things he's selling. So I'll name drop him for the few people that I listen to it. But I listen to this guy, um Larry Hagner. He runs the Dad Edge podcast, Facebook group, Instagram page, all that. He has a thing in his mastermind group. Where he has them, like, I don't know if this is as, as soon as you sign in, they just smack you with it or if it's in the process or whatever. But he, he has a thing where he has them write their own eulogy. Kind of the idea is, you know, sit down and write what you want your eulogy to be. And then kind of work back from that in your life, you know what I mean? So, like, let's say if, for example, you know, I would want to be like, you know what? Like, he was a great man, gave everything to his family, worked hard, you know, whatever. Um, so then you, you stop and you think, and be like, all right, so now am I living my life in such a way that this eulogy is going to match when I get there? Or is it not? You know what I mean? So I don't really know how that pertained. I lost my train of thought, how it pertained to what we were talk- talking about. <laughs> and he's like, the best part is he's not even the stoner of the group. He's, like, the only <laughs> one that's not a stoner. <laughs> you know, but that's what I mean, like... like but there's more, that's what I mean, because there's more to life than just kind of, like, sitting around or just, like, like life is, is all-encompassing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what, it's work, but you could make work and life, and, like, it all got to integrate somehow. You know, and that's what I'm saying with the eulogy. Like, if you try to separate everything, it's like, how's it going to, you know what I mean? It has to all kind of go together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but when I'm on my deathbed, I don't want you talking about how I worked at work. Mm-mm. Like, like, where, where, if, on my use, I don't want him to be like, you know what? He worked side by side with his brother, did the best he could, never quite knew what the fuck was going on, but he made a living doing it. Like, that's not what I want to hear. I want to be here, like, you know you what? Stay in his room, watch TV all day long. Like, no, that, that's what I want to hear. No, that no. But I could say, I could say, you know what? I worked with him, man, and, and he was he was a ball to be around. And he made people laugh, and he walked in, he light up a room. You know, like that's what you wanna that's what you wanna hear. You don't you don't wanna hear like, oh yeah, well I mean, 
he came home and and he went into the room and he played video games, watched TV. I guess you know I don't know because that's that's what he did. I didn't see him. All right, right. I guess you put it like right? that. It's like yo, right? How many times? Like I tell you right now, I bet you that free story. Me and you chopping on that free. That's gonna be a story that's gonna come up a few times in our lifetime. And that's what I mean by work is life. Not necessarily work, work, but the things you do with the people around you. That's life. Now, if that happens to be chopping down a tree or standing down a banister when you're 15 years old, volunteering at a hospital, you know, nursing home, you know, like that's, there's yeah, work. But those are the stories that you tell. Like, that's what makes life what it is. You know, the, yeah. the and just work in the sense of work will work in the things you do, you know, the works of your, your living. And you know what? You know what and, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get, I, what's up? You're picking up on putting down one. He like, he trying hard to absorb it. <laughs> 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 nah, like, to, I, I understand it. I understand what you're trying to say, but I mean, any action or any interaction, anything you do can be considered work then. That's what I'm saying. It's not work, work. But that's what that's Mikey's saying. Yeah, Mikey's idea of work is different than I. Like, Mikey's talking about work. Like, anything you're doing is, is technically work. When you're building a relationship, you're working on building that relationship. If you're, you know, like, so, like, in that sense. But the, I hear work, the first thing I think of is, like, hard labor. You know Same what I mean? Thing. Because Same I'm thing. lazy and I don't like it, you know? So that's the first it's thing. It's not I even think. about being lazy. It's just about it's work that you don't want to be doing. Yeah, you're right. It's got nothing to do with laziness. It's just not something you would rather be doing. I but, mean, you know, but then I guess the tree thing would have been the same thing, right? Because you wouldn't rather been doing the tree thing. Yeah, I'd rather be sitting in the back having beers grilling. But, you know, we was cutting on a tree. But, but it was still change, fun. If you change the perspective on it, then you could see, like, that's when you start to realize, like, yeah, you know what, it's work. But we still living. It's still life. You know, whichever way you want to swing it. Like, if you want to look at it, it's like it's just work. And it sucks, and I gotta do it. You're gonna just trudge through it all the time. Well, that's how I was at work. It wasn't yeah. coming back. This is just life. Like it's yeah. all, it's all life, you know. And and once you get it all together and kind of, you know, get that synergy, it's life, good and bad, whichever way you want to swing it. Nah, you're right. You, I, I definitely understand what you say. Like I said, I, I like same thing where Juan was stuck there for a minute. It's just like when you say work, the first thing that clicks in my head is like work, work. Turn but you're right. Everything you got to, you know, I've been reading, I've been reading the, this parenting book and that's what a lot of it is going into. It's kind of like training your mind to see and understand things in, in a different way and to process it and all that. And I think well, you know, that's, that's how we were raised. Yeah. If you, if you say I, don't mean, about it, I don't mean you can't change. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, I'm just saying that's the way, that's the way. We we raised we raised it. Anything that's work is not really fun. <laughs> that's just, yeah. It's I something mean, a lot you're of doing it, to make some money to to provide, you know, for your household. And a lot of it that's is work. just from how everything was back. You know, everything's yeah. different. Everything changes. Everything evolved over time. So like you look like this is something I was thinking about the other day. Like you always you always as a parent right. You always want to put your kids in a position to do better than you right. So like. Mm -hmm. With our parents, their idea of doing better than them was going to college, getting a job, you know, a good job that pays good money and, you know, because they never did, went to college and got a degree. So that was their way of us being better than they were. 
But now times have changed. And now for us to have our kids be better than we were, it's not so much the monetary side of it. It's about them being better people. Because yeah. now we understand that it's not just the money that needs to go forth in life. You need these real-world skills of being a decent person and working hard and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? So that's where now, that's where it changes now. Because now, like, quote-unquote, we did better than our parents as far as, you know, making livings for ourselves and putting ourselves in positions for our family to succeed. So now it's like, well, we got to do the other side and kind of, like, teach them to be decent people. You know? Yeah, we even, even go on you know, through that whole idea of, like, work and life and all that, right? I'll tell you a funny story. At my wife's birthday dinner um, two weeks ago, my mom is telling a story. Uh, my wife is saying one of her, her friends that she teaches with has retired. Um, you know, teachers got to retire at a fairly young age, and, they, you know, they get a pension. They can enjoy their life. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but my mom was like, oh, you know, most nurses, they they work till, till you know, to the to the can't no more. Mm-hmm. And she had the story of there was this lady when she worked at NYU, a nurse, and she was 88 years old and she didn't want to retire because she felt if she retired, she would pass away. But, you know, in, in a sense, like that's what her life was. Her life was working. Her life was being a nurse. Um, so then she's like, yes, you know, she retired and, and like she knew what would happen. She passed away shortly after. And my buddy who was there, he was like, she was 88 years old. How much longer you wanted her to go on for? Like maybe if she retired a little sooner, she wouldn't have died right after she retired. But, you know, but I mean, you know, and like I said, to her, that that was life, you know, to her life was being a nurse. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, work is life. But, you know, down the flip side now, you know, you have sometimes an issue where someone ends up putting their identity into their work. You know, so that's when and that's where I talk about the synergy. Like if you're going to put your identity into something you do in the long run, that could cause you a lot of grief. You know, you, no, see, you see it a lot with athletes. You see yeah. it a lot with athletes. Athletes, they, they, they're football players, they're football players, then they stop playing football, and then they they don't know anything other than being a football player. They don't know anything other than having the lights put on them, being the center of attention. So now they're just a regular guy, you know, and it's like yeah. you spent your whole life. Cause a lot of those people in the NFL, when they're in high school, they're they're like the top of the food chain in the high school. You know what I mean? That's why they go on to the colleges they go to. Then they go on to college, and they're the top of the food chain. Then they're in the NFL. And again, even maybe they might be on the bottom of the barrel as far as the roster goes, but they're still top of the food chain as far as, you know, people, you know what I mean? So, and that's why you see this big disconnect when they leave the NFL or the NBA or whatever, because all they know is to be that yeah. person, you know? And it's a hard thing to deal with, especially, you know, because it's not, you kind of, even without knowing it, you just kind of do that. You kind of become that person that, you know? Yeah, I mean, we see it even even with pops, you know, since he stopped working, it's just yeah, he he yeah, he feels like he's missing something out of him, man. You know, and it's funny because I first started thinking about this, you know, when we had that that joke at my, my my wife's birthday, and I thought about it a little after, and I'm like, you know, I mean, like that. I, at first, my thought was that that was not the right thing to put your identity into work, and I'm like, you know, with me, it's like, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to put my identity into work, but I put my identity into being a dad. But then I thought about, it, I'm like, well, shit, you know, I may always be a dad, obviously, but like once my kids move out, I'm not really being a parent. You know, what I mean, like I'm not parenting them as much as I was. So I'm like, even if you put your identity into that, it, it will lead to some heartbreak. So my initial thought was, you know, just find something to put your identity in that doesn't change. But then I'm like, you know what? 
you could put your identity in what you do. That's not really the the fault of it. Um, but you have to realize that everything changes, you know, and as things change, you have to recreate your identity, so to speak, you know, in a new way as you grow and change and, and you know, evolve into something different. Well, that's it's why funny you, you say like, that. Because now that you now that you said that, right, because I was trying to figure out how that equated to me, right, when we started and we were talking about this. And it just hit me right now that that happened to me when I was in college. Like, my identity when I was in college was I was an athlete. I was a jock. I played football. I ran track. In high school, I did football. I did track, indoor. I did outdoor track. I was on the swimming team. I was on the baseball team. Like, I was always on a sport. That was my identity in high school was a jock. That's all I did was play sports. I go to college, and I tried to carry that on with the football and the track. And my that was my my first, second game. The second game of my freshman year, I actually got a Liz Frank before it was even a Liz Frank. And that was my identity was football. I didn't know what to do after that. That was really the only reason I went to school was to play football. Before that, I was going to go to some culinary arts school and, and do, learn a skill that I could start making money with. So I remember after I hurt myself, like, I didn't even, I wasn't going to class anymore. I wasn't doing nothing. Just sitting in my room. Like, I didn't know what to do. I finished out that year, and then the answer for me was the military. So, but that was where I found my other identity. Yeah which that was taken from me too. So then I'd find another identity. So I guess I could relate to this identity thing. Um, and that, if you, you look at it, keep, keep it moving. Yeah. If you yeah. look at it too, anyone that's, that's successful in any kind of business, they always have, you know, where they have to change their identity of what they do. You, I mean, you look at like the thing, trying to, I just had a thought in my head and I forgot, but like, um, like you, like actually, right? For example, I'll use wrestling for example. Like with Chris Jericho, he had an identity in the attitude of her. You know, he was Chris Jericho. He was, you know, came from New Japan. What was it? He was like the Lion Tamer or something, or Lionheart, yeah. stuff like that. He came to the, to you know, had a new, a new person persona. The years changed. You know, wrestling changed. The landscape changed. The way everything was done was changed. And he came back and he did that thing with Kevin Owens where they were like best friends. Now he, you know, he his identity was something else. You know what I mean? So it's like if if. People that have longevity understand that you know what it's gonna con your your identity is gonna change because times are gonna change and you have to change with the times and those are the people that succeed are the ones that yeah. are able to adjust and change their identity to go along with the current times of you know whatever's going on in their life in their business in their profession whatever the case may be that's what the difference from someone who succeeded and someone who's kind of just stuck at one spot I mean because you look at like. Like I said, like with the athletes, you know, they some of them that done with the football and then just getting in trouble. Some of them are able to pivot and do commentating and be on, you know, ESPN and you know, host, uh, you know, football game. They they look and they pivot into different moves. Those are the ones that continue to be great, you know, to have these Hall of Fame careers and now they're like amazing analysts for the you know, NFL yeah. Network. You know what I mean? Because they had the mindset where like, okay, that's done. Now it's on to the next stage. You know. Yeah, there's definitely some danger, you know, and, and holding on to an identity so tight, 
you know, I, I you know, I, I think it's important to, you know, put some of it because I guess that's what really makes, you know, puts that passion into it when you're like, all right, well, this is who I am. This is what I do. And it helps, you know, succeed in the moment. But like I said, you always got to keep that in the back of your mind. Like, yeah, this is my identity for now. You know, things are always changing, always evolving. And that's where the danger is. Some people, you know, they just feel like this is this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I know. They they refuse to change. They refuse to evolve. And it's just, it, it leads to a lot of heartache. Yeah, I mean, you see that with anything, though. Anytime. Yeah. Because over time, things will change. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Be it a job, a relationship, you know what I mean? A, a pet. You know what I mean? Like everything yeah. changes over time, so just imagine being able to manage that that pivot, that change. I mean, even even day today, you know, I I even sit down sometimes, right, and I look back, even so much like a few months back, you know, to who I was and who I am now, and it's like, and I was like a different person, you know, and then that's just in a few months. Yeah, yeah, not for me too. I mean, for me, it's been a year since we started these conversations. And to think of where I'm at, you know, mentally and where I'm at as far as uh, some of the stuff that was, you know, my demons that were bothering, like, you know, getting at me, like, it's completely different within a year. And, like, and people say it all the time. It's amazing what a year can make. And it is. It, it, it's it's amazing how much of a difference. I mean, not only just a year, sometimes a day. You know what I mean? Like, a day yeah. could change everything for you. An hour, a minute, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, it's crazy when you think about it like that, man. Yeah, and it sucked too with that whole thing with Pops, man. He put all his shit into that. Never called out of work, and yeah. when he left, they kept sick days. They kept hot. It was it was crazy. Yeah, he, like, something like something like twenty nine sick days he never used. They didn't pay him out. They paid him out on his vacations, not the sick days he didn't use. That's why me yo, I use all my sick days. I use all mine. I use everything. I don't I use it. Everything, everything. I don't nothing. The same and, way and you they know take advantage of the stuff that they got as a business is the same way you have to treat yourself as a business and take advantage of the stuff that you get from that business. Yeah. And and that and for me, that was something I learned a lot from my dad, seeing how that whole thing happened. Excuse me. And how everything went with that. Like, after being at that job for, what, I don't know how many years he was there, 20, 30 years, yeah. whatever the hell it was. But seeing how that was handled and how he was treated and like, you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't know if it's good, bad, or whatever. But but seeing that, it's like made me realize, like you know what, like I'm not killing myself for any of these companies. You know what I mean? Like they're making money off my back end, off my hard work, off me busting my ass, and then for what to be left with banged up back? You know what I mean? Like all, all you know, you know, falling apart. Like nah, man, it, I ain't, I ain't about that life, yo. That's why it's important, like I said, to get that synergy and kind of realize that everything is life. And then, you know, like we always say, life is about choices. So then every choice you make within work, you're not just making it work. You're making that choice for your life. You know what I mean? And it just gives it a whole different. I have on my on my tool cart. I don't know if you've ever um, if you've seen one when I post it on the IG, but I have a a Bible verse in my tool cart. Um do, 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 do. 323 is Colossians 3 Colossians 3:23, and it says whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men mm, okay so basically and, and that's the way I look at it right so it's like I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm not doing it for the owner of my company to make them more money you know I'm, I'm not even doing it for myself to make more money I'm doing it and the way I see it is like, you know what? I was given this ability to do what I do. 
And the way I honor having this ability that was given to me is using it to the best of my ability that I can. Right? That's how you show Like, if somebody gives you a gift, how do you show them that you really appreciate it? You use it, right? Like, if someone gives you, like, a shirt, you're like, man, this shirt is awesome. Man, I'm going to wear this shirt as often as I can because it's such a nice shirt. I really appreciate you giving this to me. So that's how you, that's how I view it. Like, I don't, I can't do what I do just because I woke up and I could do it. I do what I do because it was gifted to me by, by God, you know? So, so that, in that sense, like I said, I, I don't work and, and I don't have that mindset. Like, oh, I'm over here busting my ass for what? So they could go on more vacations and buy another summer house. It's like, no, I'm busting my ass because I have a, like a, a, a duty almost to speak to use this gift to the best of my ability. Because if I don't, then I'm just letting down the person who gave me this gift. You know what I mean? And again, just, you know, just a different perspective to, to try to look at things and and just shift your mindset and just. Yeah, no, I get I that. Know. But I'm, I'm more along the lines of uh, Tony Montana. I got two things in this world, my word and my balls, and I ain't breaking them for nobody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> their own, teach their own, man. But just, yeah, you know, that's, because, like, that's me, like, for, all right, perfect example, right? I called out Friday, right? Because I've, I've had this headache all freaking week and I, I, I haven't been able to get it to go away. You know what I mean? So. At first, initially, I'm, like, getting up, and I'm ready to go to work. And I'm, like, I've been complaining about this headache for a whole week. I'm going to go to work today with a headache. You know what I mean? Like, drag ass at work. You know what I mean? To make money for what? Like, just stay home. Like, why? Like, why am I going to go to work? I, 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 my head hurts so bad, I feel like throwing up. You know what I mean? So, it's like, for what? Well, I'm gonna, I got to drive 20-something, 30 minutes in my car, feel like I'm going to throw up because my head hurts. Then get there. You know what I mean? And... and you know what? It's just not where it wasn't in my head. That, I was like, "What?" <clears throat> point. You stay home. I, I I agree with that, but like I don't even think like all oh, that has to get put into it. Like really, just wake up and be like, "You know what? Do I feel good enough to work? I don't feel good enough to work." And that's it. Yeah, like everything else you add on to it, it's just more shit into the bag. Like if you woke up and you're like, "You know what? I can't give a hundred percent today. I know I'm not gonna do my best work. I really don't feel up to it. I'm gonna call out." That's it. That's it. You know, all the other stuff is just extra baggage that you want you want to carry around. You carry it around. I don't want to carry all that baggage around. That, that's heavy for me to carry. You know, I just, I just like I always say, I'm going to put it on me. I'm going to look inside. I'm going to take responsibility for my choice. I choosing to call out because I don't feel a certain way. You know, not that I'm choosing to call out because they do X, Y, Z, and I don't want to deal with what they do. No, it has nothing to do with what they do. I'm calling out because I don't feel well, and I don't think I could do my best today. That's it. That's it. Because all the extra baggage, you don't need that baggage. You know, yeah, I always say that all the time. You know, you, you look inside and instead of seeing what other people are doing, you see what you're doing, how you're reacting. And if you're okay with what you're doing and how you're reacting, that's all that matters. Be true to yourself. Right? That's it. But yeah. then ultimately, like I said, you got, you know, picture it like an imaginary bag that you're going to carry around with you all the time. You want to just keep stuffing that bag? But more nonsense, you're going to put on your back, it's going to weigh you down. Right? Like, you don't need all that. But now, if you just take one thing, like, you know what? I don't feel good. Put that one thing in the bag, guess what? You put that bag on, that's light on your shoulders. You ain't holding on to all that weight. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, it makes sense in theory. I mean, so it's, you know, it's, like we always say, man, it's perspective, man. It's I, I mean it, though, because, you know what, think, like you said, like, I understand what you're saying about it being heavy because if I would have just called out, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going in. I don't feel good and left it at that. But 
I start thinking about all that other stuff, and then I get all worked up. Like, you know, yeah, for no place. reason. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> for no reason. For no yeah, reason. You, know, you got to just start making these choices based on on what you feel. You know, there was a gentleman at, at last night. Um, this guy, Mark, 52 years old. I mean, I, I've only sat and talked to this guy two times, once yesterday, once last year. But I feel like I could sit down and talk to this guy for hours. Like, he just seems very enlightened and very intelligent. And he always brings up um, a value system. Like, you live your life, whether you realize it or not, off of a value system. And once you make that acknowledgement, like, these are the things I value. And these are the reasons why I'm making the choices I'm making. If that's in your value system and you live in true to your value system, then it doesn't matter what else happens or who else sees it or what else they think. Like, no, this is what I value. This is what's important to me. Right now, my health is more important than my job. And if the job doesn't see that or the job has a problem with that, that's the job's problem to figure out. Your issue is I don't feel well. My health is part of my value system, more important on, on the level of values. My health is above my job. And if you live in to that truth, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Yeah, it makes sense when you put it that way. But like I said, I, I didn't quite think about that. I remember right away, I'm like, fuck this place. And I start thinking about all the reasons why to call out. You know what it is, too? Because I, I, I get in that mindset of, like, dad, like, I, I got to go to work. I got to go to work. So I got to convince myself, like, no, you don't have to go to work, okay? You don't feel good. Stay home. Because that's what my oh, yeah. dad was. My dad have a hand on so so You know, he's like, oh, I got to go to work. Like, uh, dad, your arm's hanging out of the socket. You might want to lay in bed, you know, call the doctor. No, I'm good. I'm going to go to work like this, you know? So in my head, I, it's like, yeah, you know what? You, you have a headache, you stop being a stop being a punk, go to work, it's a headache, you know. So what has been mm-hmm. a week, it's a headache. You know, like, that's my mindset, you know, like, when you play sports, you get banged up, it's like, oh, keep going. Realistically, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you stop, stop, you're going to make a bad situation worse. Yeah. But like I said, when, once you realize what your values are, and you live within those values, um, it's a lot easier to live, and it's a lot easier to make decisions and to stand by them. You know, and, Andy McNeil has this song... Um, Dang, drop. Hot. No, no, no. But he has this. I forget the name <laughs> of it, but the lyrics are. Um, I can't think of it now. I just, I just lost it. I just lost it. You it's messed like me up with that. Come in hot. You know, that's the only song I, can, I got in my head. I can't think of it. But basically, it's to a point of. It's like, what you think about me is your problem. When I let it affect me, now it's my problem. And I don't want that problem. So I don't care what you think about me. Right. And that that's the same idea. It's like, all right, you may think a certain way about me, but I'm not putting that in my bag to carry. Because if I put it in my bag, now it becomes my problem. But if you want to hold on to how you think about me and you want to let it weigh you down, then go ahead. That's on you. Yeah, you know? I'm at the point where I don't have enough energy to, like, correct anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm at the point in my age, where, my age in my life where, like, you know what? If that's what you think about me, it is what it is. I'm not here yeah. to convince you otherwise. And and if and if it's someone of value that I think should be convinced otherwise, my actions in in itself will show who I am, how I am. So it is what it is. I ain't got time. That's for what that. I'm on, and that and that's how you have to make your decisions. So once once you fully, truly, honestly accept that, you can make a decision without having to totally rationalize it in your head. Yeah. You know, you're able to I just wake up that. and be like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel good. I'm gonna call out of work and leave it at that, and not have no guilt. No remorse, no nothing. You don't have to make this imaginary fight in your brain that justifies what you're doing. 
then you're doing it because this is what I want to do. This is what I value. I'm just, I just need this Shiba Inu to give me a quarter million dollars, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I'm looking for another another two and a half years off from work, yo. And that's that, and that's what the Shiba Inu's gonna buy me another two and a half years off from work. But anyway, I'm gonna have to cut. I'm gonna have to cut all that shit out. So you want no, you want the podcast? On, just, just leave it in there. We end on talking about shitting on boss's desk. That's a great way to end. <laughs> <laughs> we have some deep ass conversations, and we ended on I'm gonna shit on my boss's desk. That's all and right. Then, and then then we find out Monday that apparently all our bosses listen to the podcast. Like yo, so you yeah. Gonna- are you gonna shit on my desk? Huh? You gonna shit on my yeah. desk? I appreciate yeah, you listening. And yes, I may shit on your desk if I become a millionaire. You never know. <laughs> oh man. Sam. Well, at least you know that if I shit in your desk, I became a millionaire. <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know if the sheep ain't hit you. You come into a steamy hot turd in your desk. Guess what? That shit hit. Do you sharpen the pencil? Twenty dollars. Don't ask. Oh my bad. Yeah, I know, right? I don't nah, know. I'm I'm doing some uh soil testing right now. Um <laughs> this is potassium. This is uh nitrogen. This is uh phosphorus. We get a science project now. Yeah, speaking, bro. Speaking I'm of all those chemicals on that. Before we wrap and, it up. And pH. While Juan's talking about his uh, soil samples for the Tomatoes he's growing. Big yeah, ass Jersey garden growing. Big now, ass buddy. Jersey tomatoes. What else, what else we got back that. there? Yo, you got you got like 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 uh, herbs, herbs like uh like parsley and shit like that. Or do the, the animals eat that we shit? We got parsley. We got basil. We got. I know you have you have a gopher problem. Cilantro. Um, we got broccoli. He Juan's all ready for this shit. He like he, he got the bunker. He got the garden outside. He got the, the shit catching oh, rainwater. He's we been doomsday be prepping. The minute he bought the house, he's like, we got doomsday prep the shit. I'll tell you like this, man. <laughs> if y'all can make it here, you know, you're more than welcome. Just bring something. Don't be, that- don't come empty. Don't come empty. <laughs> don't come empty. <laughs> come empty. I mean, I'll let you stay on the ground. I don't know. If well, well, <laughs> what if, what if Nick, what if Nick brings some of that doggy corn? You're going to let him in. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Answer the question. Let's answer the question here. Right if now? If I got some Dogecoin, you letting me in when the world goes down? Nah, right? You ain't well, look. The, I mean, the world ain't the world ain't going down right now. But you said you said if we can get to your house in a time of crisis, just bring nah, you something. Know what? You know now, what? Now we bring Dogecoin. You letting us in? Because it's y'all. I, I'll accept your Dogecoin, but I ain't accepting nobody else's Dogecoin, eh? <laughs> Only y'all two, and I I'll even accept Diddy's. Dogecoin, all right? That's, yeah. it. That's it. Nobody uh, else come to me with a Dogecoin. You ain't getting it. Oh, I let man, you sit on the sidewalk. The hell with the t-shirts, right? We're going to make a movie about us trying to get from here to there for during a zombie apocalypse to pay you Dogecoin to stay at your house. That's that's how we're doing it. Forget the Shiba Inu. I'm making my millions, making a movie. Making a movie, of, <laughs> making right. a movie of trying to get from northern Jersey to southern Jersey during a zombie apocalypse and have uh, dog, from, doggy coin. From, north, from, from northeast Jersey to northwest Jersey. Now you're getting too specific, man. I, you know, I'm trying to hide our identity, man. I don't want people to know where I'm at, yo. Well, somewhere in North know, Jersey. That's, I think it's way different, though. Well, that's been, a whole, because you're going through other cities, right? You're going through other towns, and, you know, you might run into some 
problems. Rival, rival, uh, rival locals. Yeah, you know, trying oh, to hold it down. This town, trying, trying to take yeah, our Dogecoin. Like, yo, you can't pass unless you pay us in Dogecoin. Yeah. You got Dogecoin? <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> we will let you pass. <laughs> we got, all right, we got to cut this. Oh, man. man. It's going way south. Mikey started it. I, I was trying. I was trying to prove a point, but you wouldn't let me. You, you I want, was not going to let that point go. You know why? Dogecoin is the currency, and he's willing to take any kind of currency. Uh, he on. wants to. Well, quick, story, quick story before we break this, right? Quick story. So I was gonna buy something on the internet, right? And when I went to go pay, they were accepting Bitcoin, and I said, "Damn, they are smart, right?" So just think. Whatever it is that you're purchasing, let's just say it's $100, right? So you pay with $100 worth of Bitcoin, okay? Now, they're getting that Bitcoin. Now, that $100 worth of Bitcoin, it ain't going to be at $100 long. This is going to be like two, $300 worth of Bitcoin in a matter of weeks. That's some pretty smart stuff. But, again, it has to be a coin that is making money. Well, that, and that's the, that's their hope to do with with Dogecoin to be able to use it where it's currency like that, and then you end up like that poor guy who's bought his pizza using Bitcoin, and that pizza ended up costing him a million dollars because that Dogecoin, <laughs> the ten dollars he paid for that pizza, is now worth fifty six thousand dollars. So, yeah, shit happens you when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked. Well, a half a million dollar pizza, whatever, you whatever, know, you know, it's more than what it's really worth. We're gonna wrap this up to let everybody go and uh, either sell or buy some Dogecoin, depending on what you're in the mood for. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna get on with uh, our our Mother's Day and uh, hopefully have some mimosas and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Happy know Mother's Day to you mothers out there listening to us today. We appreciate y'all. You are appreciated, especially being the fact that uh, at least well, I would say two, but at least two, I would guess, out of the you know. 20 somewhat listeners are probably our mothers. So, <laughs> <laughs> at least 10% of our audience is our mothers. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good though. I mean, we'll take it. I'll take it. The numbers have been climbing, man. We, we definitely, uh, we're definitely up in there now. It's, it's definitely moving along. So, I thank everybody for, uh, you know, checking us out, supporting us. Make sure you guys check us out on Instagram where Mikey's, uh, been actually, you know, getting a little active lately. And, um, Hopefully this thing keeps growing. We get the sound working and, uh, you know, we take it step by step, day by day. And uh, like I say every week, you know, I appreciate, you know, you guys coming through because the most valuable thing you give anybody is your time. And we appreciate everybody that's been giving it time to listen to us. Uh, sometimes have educational discussions, sometimes just kind of rant on for a while. So, but we appreciate you guys hanging around. And, uh, you know, thanks a lot. And uh, see you guys next week. Make sure uh, give your mamas a kiss. Tell them you love them. Not just on Mother's Day either, all the time. Every day. Every day. day, Every day. day. Later. Peace. Peace.